are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Monday, everyone, and thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am always as your host, Mike Luke, and let's be honest right now, the other host is Mr. John Schuster. I'm just, I'm just like the summer replacement. No, because I know no, once no. we get to the fall and the winter, you're going to bring in a lot more experts. Oh. And, 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 and in fairness to the, the millions of folks who listen to your podcast. Especially in Estonia. Uh, especially in Estonia on a regular basis. They're looking forward to some... Uh, no, I don't uh, think they are. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, listen, right. if, you're, if you're still on board at this point, you're going to be on board. Sorry, Brad Alice. You're yeah, out of nothing, luck. Nothing personal. I try, Brad, I tried, man. Brad, I tried. Sure. So we're going to talk a lot in this. We're going to talk some U of A football. we got Bruno being petting in the background uh, by Mr. John Schuster. That's right. Hi, Bruno. But we're going to talk a lot of conference expansion this week. But uh, first and foremost... We got to talk a little bit about Jed Fish here. Now, again, I'm never going to be the guy that uh, tries to go back and pretend uh, something happened that didn't happen. But when Jed Fish was hired, I was, uh, I was, I was extremely skeptical of the hire. And to be clear, I would still not have made the hire. But the one thing that I will say is that Jed Jed Fish has recruited his ass off to this point. You're looking at a guy that it could possibly be bringing in a top 25 class, which has not happened at Arizona since Mike Stoops was roaming around. Now, Arizona just got a commitment from Zeke Berry from Concord de La Salle, top 100 kid. And the big thing that he kept talking about was the energy and the vision of Jed Fish. That's generally nothing that you heard when people were talking about the Kevin Sumlin era, about the energy and the vision. (laughs) I mean, that was essentially you're collecting a paycheck. But... My question for my question is this: If you're Arizona football, I've always believed that you need to be realistic here. I think the people that say, "Well, we should be competing for championships left and right," no, I believe that your bottom line goal should be we're going to win seven games each year, which I don't think is impossible because it's a twelve game season, it's an elongated season, and you've got NAU every single year. And you know what? Every second, third, maybe fourth year, you know what? You challenge USC. You get in there. It's a little bit of the Tommy template. Mm-hmm. And I, I have no problem with that. And I kind of wonder if Jed Fish, with the way he's recruiting, maybe the template is Andy Enfield at USC. And that Andy, USC under Enfield, he leaves a lot to be desired coaching-wise, X's and O's. And again, I have no clue. Maybe maybe Jed Fish is Bill Belichick. I don't know that. But at the end of the day, he's bringing in enough talent that if he's a mediocre coach after a couple of years, you're probably looking at something where a baseline minimum is probably about seven and five. The uh, older I get, which is now very, very, very old, old. It's been a while. yeah, the calendar has pretty much uh, there's no such there's no such starting point for John Schuster anymore. Uh, the more I recognize how obvious talent is and maybe you hope that and I think an interesting example of this is going to be how how does Herm Edwards do this year this year yeah for sure I agree with that and if if you have a guy in a position who can bring people into your program you hope there are delegation there's a delegation around you that can Mm -hmm. do all the heavy lifting and then you can fill in the blanks a little bit Mm -hmm. Uh, so you know while I love the idea of having both what John Wooden said 
60 years ago is no less applicable today. You need to be able to get the best players to give yourself the best opportunity. And the fact that Fish has done something that the two previous coaches haven't is a, is a really good sign early in the game. And the reason that the player is coming here, I think, is nice to hear as well. Yeah. If there's such a thing as a vision, right. I mean, we don't necessarily know what the vision is per se, do we? No, I have no clue. Uh, but, Believe uh, it or not, he hasn't recruited. <laughs> unbelievable. But if if his recruit thinks there's a vision to the program, then let's see what happens and see if he can if, if Fish can continue to build on that. I also think that and talking with a talking with a, a coach and this is going to sound very inside baseball and trust me it's not cool it was actually a happenstance and that I actually saw him at Fugu Sushi. Um, <laughs> so, but I knew who yeah, he was. You stalker. And I'm not going to give the coach's name out because you know what, Mike Luke and I'll throw names out there. But uh, he made an interesting point though talking about Jed Fish. And that he said, listen, he said, and he was kind of honest. He said, I think Jed's a good coach. I don't know, but any more than anybody else does because he's never been a head coach. But he said, there is no reason when you are at a school like Arizona where, again, it's not like you're a blue blood or anything, but you've got, you know, you got great weather, you got hot wimp, you got hot chicks, you've got all kinds of stuff going for you, that you got an opportunity to play, that you can't at least sell a vision at least the first or the second year. Now, he did say it's going to if if we go 2 and 10 the next 3 years, well, that vision's probably out the window. But if you have a staff full of guys that really want to be here and really want to recruit, you should be able to get a certain amount of player. Again, you're not going to be beating out USC for the majority of those guys, but you should be able to get a certain. It, you shouldn't be competing with Loyola Marymount, right. even though they don't have right. a football team. or San Jose State or yeah, whatever yes, the case is. Exactly, whatever, whatever directional Texas school yes, happens to whatever come. Whatever the case that. may mm-hmm. be, and I thought that was very interesting. And I think when you're get, what we're getting at with Jed Fish is this: the biggest difference I think between him and again, I actually think Rich Rod. And it's too bad that he never figured it out because I think Richrod was a fantastic X's and O's yes. guy. I think mm-hmm. Richrod was probably the best pure coach this school's ever had. But Richrod obviously didn't care about recruiting because at the end of the day, when you're coming off a Fiesta Bowl appearance and you have the 11th ranked class in the na- or 11th ranked class in the entire conference, that shows me that you probably weren't putting in your effort. But Jetfish wants to be here, and I think that matters. Especially when you're dealing at a program like Arizona, where you've been, a, where you're on a 12-game losing streak, I think being here, wanting to be here, actually matters. Yeah, I don't think that. Again, hey, if it's one of those things where even though they're young, you can fool them up to a point. Mm-hmm. Kids, kids can read excitement, mm-hmm. interest, and all those sorts of things. And if Fish is convincing them that this is the place he wants to be, then maybe it's the place they want to be too. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and again, so far, we're looking at a spring and a summer where since he was hired, he's, he's pretty much hit home runs at every given opportunity. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things I think if you look ahead here, if he's as good a recruiter as Stoops, that's nice. That's that a really sure. good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Arizona fans are frustrated fans. Right. We get this. They want to win a conference title because they never have. Mm 
because they live under the stigma of being the quote-unquote only team not to be in the Rose Bowl. I say quote-unquote here because since they joined the conference, Cal and Oregon State haven't been to the Rose Bowl either. Mm. I, I use that as a quote-unquote because the entirety of college football is has changed and is completely changing in regards to what the importance of the Rose Bowl is and who's actually going to still go there. But the, gen, but, but the generic concept of Arizona hasn't been in the Rose Bowl still sticks like a constant cactus prick mm. in, a, in every Arizona Wildcat fan football fan who has followed this institution for decades. And so there will be a point, like there was a point with Stoops, where you've got to be able to break through or they're going to be frustrated. Does Jed Fish have a pass in the first year? Unquestionably. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Especially if they play quote-unquote hard. Mm -hmm. you know, Because I, I think folks realize out there, yeah, they're just not very talented. Right. Uh, that that's not when you're over under in Vegas is two and a half. Yeah, then right, you 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 can't go into this thinking. Well, I, I mean, you can. You're a fan. You can you can be as unreasonable and irrational as you feel like being. But do you think Arizona's going to win the conference South this year? You know, I think that's. I think most of us think that's ludicrous. Mm -hmm. But you know, if you want to think that, that's fine. The point is, you want to see if his vision is the same as that recruit saw, and that Arizona is ultimately in a position where it can continue to grow, where in year one they're competitive and they play, I get it, air quotes, hard, to at least try to leave it out there. And if you can see what it is they're doing and what it is they're trying to accomplish and whether they're improving on a consistent basis, not necessarily game to game because you know you'll get some slips along mm -hmm. the way midseason, but if you're better... At the end, than you were at the beginning, you feel you know good I, going you know into what year I think you're two. Going, you know what I think you're going with? I think you're going with the... And you know what? We've got a little bit long here. So, you know what? The cool thing about operating your own podcast is you can essentially do what you want. And you know what? We're going to push the other stuff back into episode two and three. So, you know what? But we're going to stay on this. One thing I will say, though, Jed Fish is a well-traveled man. And he probably hasn't utilized Rock Auto because he just bought a $2.6 million house. But that doesn't mean he can't. And you know what? At the end of the day, if you don't use rockauto.com, if you've got the financial wherewithal to not use it, sure. But you know what? The great thing about it, Schuster, is it can be utilized for somebody like you or me, mm -hmm. or it could be utilized for Bill Belichick. Well, it could also be utilized for Jed Fish and his Audi A8. Mm -hmm. Because you know what happens with a finely tuned automobile? Mm -hmm. Finely tuned automobiles break down. Mm -hmm. So you have to have preparation ahead of time. Not only are you in a position, sure, you can, you can go to the most expensive mechanic and mm -hmm. you know have him drop $400 an hour on labor if you want. Mm -hmm. uh, or you can prepare a little bit, mm -hmm. be ahead of the game, and say... You know what? I know I'm going to need a part for this car. Where am I going to go? I'm going to mm -hmm. the only place I should. Rockauto.com. And you know what? If you were, and again, I'm not putting it out there, but if you were going to put a bet on whether your car is going to break down at a certain point, the only place that would probably have that betting line would be betonline.ag. Now, again, I don't. I'm not going to hold them to that standard, but you know what? It is a place, though, with a very unique set of skills to quote uh, uh liam neeson yeah so again betonline.ag just like rock auto if you're not going there then you're going to be taken we've tried to help we've tried to help you in that regard all right well let's talk then a little bit about what john schuster was just talking about on the other side 
Thanks for keeping a Locked On Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke, joined by John Schuster. Schuster, take the scene. What the hell were we talking about? I don't know. I was that I've actually forgotten. That's why I was throwing it to you right there. We were talking but, about Arizona from B and, and we'll work our way backward here. Mm-hmm. This is the professionalism of summer podcasting at this its is best. Locked on so, Wildcats at its fine. At its, at its fine. This is a best of right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in the last segment, we were talking a little bit about the vision, a little bit about being in a position where Arizona football is at least for, from a fan standpoint, you're trying to see are they better at the end of the year versus the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a lot of talk in, well, you know, they should be better from week to week and so on. It's, that, that's an impractical thing, but you want to see, you know, if you look at it from a grander picture over the course of a four-month season, mm-hmm. then you can get an idea. Did this team improve? Did Fish and his coaching staff move things in the right direction? Did the players buy into the system? At what point did they, how well did they deal with adversity? There's going to be a lot of that this year and a lot of frustration. An example of that. I think think one of the things to keep an eye on as far as Arizona football is concerned this year, look at last year. Last year's, I get, weird season, just bizarre, but Arizona started out really well. Could have won. I mean, you and I were both sitting here and thinking, man, after the USC game, this team doesn't look terrible. Yeah. Now, we were bamboozled, mm-hmm. but that's but, on us. But, but I think that's the point. I, I think the bamboozling is the point here. Mm-hmm. When they got through week one, week two, week three, then it, uh, then there, there was heartbreak after heartbreak after. They, they got demoralized. I don't think the coaching staff helped. It was pretty clear that there were going to be changes and everybody tapped out. And, and that's what, in season one, you hope to avoid from Fish because – Let's be honest. The reality is out there, like you said in Vegas, they've got a two and a half win over under. Mm-hmm. Nobody's taking them seriously. It's totally understand. They're not. By the particularly... way, I like the I like the over at uh, BetOnline.ag. You can go three and nine and you win. There you go. Boom. Go ahead. Uh, but Arizona isn't being taken seriously. Nor so should they, they so, so 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 they. You have to look at them as a competitive team on the uptick hoping that whatever Fish's vision is, it gets across uh, to the players that are out there and they believe in the long-term future of this, whether they're on the ground floor, whether they're at a foundation, or if they're young and around, maybe they can, uh, you know, maybe they can see the fruits of their labor as uh, positive progression continues. When was the last time that you saw a coach at the, for Arizona football that really wanted to be here? That's an interesting, man, that's an interesting question. I think you could favorably argue that Stoops was on that list. I agree. Yeah. And, but we're and, having to go back and three coaches. We do. We are. We are. Uh, I think, and, and, and in Which and is in crazy fairness, at a Power this, 5 school. What's also crazy here is, is, is the frustration about Arizona football. And there are many frustrations about Arizona football. You don't have to lie about it. Fans out there, you've been through this. You're smart enough. You know the routine. Is that since Larry Smith... There wasn't a coach at Arizona who took a better job. And, and after Tomey, they're really well. Not, explain, your not, th- explain your theory about Arizona football because I think it's a good theory. It's, it, I mean, it's an it, unfortunate it's theory, an unfortunate but it's a good theory. theory. It, it's less a theory and more an unfortunate reality or practicality right now. I mean, you look at coaching, it's not a good it's not historically it's not a good career move. Mm-hmm. You know, you're it's just and, not. and so the conversation that we often have is I'm afraid that we're gonna hire XYZ hot coach and he's gonna take a better who job ca- somewhere. My else. whole theory is who cares? You're right. I about literally that. believe One. if Jet Fish okay. leaves here, it's because he did well. That's it. 
and and and, and, and there's nothing else. Nobody has mm-hmm. up until the up until the point they got blown out. You know, you look at was there a time when Arizona was eight and four and had a triple overtime loss to Oregon where Stoops could have gotten a better job? Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Was there a time where Rich Rod had Arizona in the Fiesta Bowl and they lost a tough game to Boise State For and sure. it was a no it was a ten game season? Maybe Rich Rod could have used that to get back as a springboard into another position where he wasn't an offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know. Sumlin never had it. Sumlin was a disaster. <laughs> Sumlin never had Sumlin, a better yeah, opportunity. He never had, and, but none of these guys are in better positions now than they were when they came to the U of A. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at this job from a career launching pad standpoint, you got to have a lot of confidence in yourself because there's no track record for that at all. So Fish is in an interesting position here. He's also he's kind of the definition of journeyman. He's been he how, no, no, how he's, many he's places and how of, many times? Is. Yeah, I mean, well, you've been I, at 13 spots in what three years? I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> exaggerating, but no, for sure. But you know what? So, I, you, know so what I, you wonder to some degree whether it's hard to. Is this Jed Fish's last jump, last chance, last opportunity? Because here's the thing about Fish: or is Fish. it the one opportunity finally for him where he said, "Okay, this is finally my vision." my chance i'm not coaching under somebody else i've learned from all those people but now it's my turn to see what i can do and if he can turn around this reclamation project uh-huh. that's then he's then, also the master of he's low ex- in, here's the thing though he's also the master of low expectations in this and, and maybe he's an maybe he's an evil genius to quote a netflix uh, episode that i had you watch yeah you did bon- which is which is very you good. and i love our netflix which documentary very, which is very good by the way mm-hmm. you should all be watching it but um Think about it this way. Jet Fish comes into a school that's lost 12 straight games. You have an over-under of two and a half. In year three, if you win seven games... Oh. Mm-hmm. The closest comparison, I'll say closest, because this this would be a much more impressive thing to pull off if Arizona were to win seven this year, is what Carl Durrell did at Colorado last mm-hmm. year. For sure. But Carl, Carl Durrell, Carl... who I who who I may be the only person who actually yeah. likes you, Carl you, Durrell. You are. Okay. But this uh, last year was good. And he but he benefited from the Georgia coach who recruited really well at Colorado mm-hmm. and had some of those players and you had mean some the Michigan things. State coach. Is but wasn't he a Georgia He was offense? he was a, yeah. Oh hey That's, look at you know Here's the thing. When, when you, and I'm when drawing a blank on his name. Mel Tucker. Okay, when thank you're dealing you. With two smart Who was really people, good. When you're dealing with two smart people and they disagree about something, but they both turn out to be right. That's that's mm, that's greatness. That's right. the pillar yeah. of work right yeah, I mean, there. Yeah, uh-huh. and that's why Bruno wants to come back in. <laughs> well, you know, but for, for the second podcast, in, perhaps in, you will. In, in summation, though, because we're up against we're up against the clock, and again, I want to remind you too, the built bar, Mel Tucker is a big man. Mm-hmm. If you watch Mel Tucker, this is a guy that's obviously lifting weights, and he's probably a guy that's utilizing a built bar from time to time. So if it's good enough for Mel Tucker, who we did not plan on utilizing in this podcast, but you know what? His strength pushed its way into this podcast. It's good enough for me. It's good enough for John Schuster. We're going to talk more about Arizona football and basketball coming up uh, the uh, next show. We're going to talk about conference expansion and what it means for Arizona. You've been listening to Locked On Wildcats.